Welcome to Mountain Wisdom. Today's episode is uh, <clears throat> one that's pretty touching to me, and I just feel it's it's something that needs to be addressed, especially since the topic of this is less than a month and a half away. Um, some of you may know I've campaigned this for seven or eight years and uh, through recent studies prayer I came up with this so please uh, get ready you might learn something hopefully you do um, it's going to change your view on a certain tradition that the churches have celebrated and in my opinion, I think it's totally wrong to do, and my wife and I do not celebrate this traditional tradition. We celebrate the Passover and the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, our Lord. The title of this podcast is called Easter Passover, Same or Different. Going to start this discussion with a question. What day is your birthday? Have you mourned the loss of a loved one? What is the date? Are you married? When is your anniversary? Men's answers do not count for that question. So I guess that was three, maybe four questions. But what does this have to do with the title? Everything. For the sake of this, let's say my birthday is 1-17-1972. It's been on the 17th every year for the last 50 years. My dad passed away June 6th of 06. Mourn his passing every June 4th. Got married on September 23rd, 2017. Since my wife is here, I made sure my answer was correct. Still, what does this have to do with the title? Easter was the 4th of April last year. It's the 17th this year. Now let's assume we are talking about Easter Sunday in the church sense of it and not the pagan sense of it, but we will touch on that. Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, whatever you choose to call it, is it not the celebration of the death and resurrection of Christ? If it is indeed the death and resurrection, then he died on a specific day and was arisen on a specific day. So I'm betting those two days had a date attached to them, like the questions at the beginning of this. Birth date doesn't change, the day someone died doesn't change, marriage, so on and so on. But here comes the yeah, yeah, but the calendar that they used doesn't line up with ours. Or well, with the cycle of the moon or whatever else, I've heard this from pastors as well, it doesn't really matter as long as we celebrate it. Now you understand the anniversary question. Forget it once and see how it doesn't matter. So if you want to use the calendar argument, then I want my birthday to be on the 25th of December. 
double the gifts. And the calendar can be off by that much. Sometimes Christ rises in March. This year, like I said, it's April 17th. Last year, it was the 4th. That's quite a gap, almost two weeks. So the question is, how if an event took place on a specific day with a specific date be off by so much? Do we know when it took place? Is there a recorded account of it? To find the answer to that question, we need to look at the ultimate calendar set by the ultimate creator, which is God. Let's go to Exodus chapter 12, verses 1 through 8. We're going to break this down a little. In verse 1, we see who is speaking, which is God. We see who he's speaking to, which is Aaron and Moses. And he says to them, I'm resetting time for you. This is a new beginning. This month is a new year for you, which is the month of Nisan, which by our calendar relates to the months of March and April due to the fact of the 10-day difference between a Jewish calendar and the traditional. If you have a Jewish calendar, you will see the months are split within our months. So Nisan starts in March, but it runs into April and so on and so forth. However, according to God, it is Nisan day one. And in verse three, God again sets a date for us. The 10th day of the same month, you are to take a lamb, not just any lamb, one that is your firstborn, also a male, also without blemish or sin, which we'll get into that later. And one more day to look at the 14th of Nisan. On this day in the morning, you are to kill or sacrifice this lamb. You're to take its blood, put it on your doorposts and on your lentil. So the angel of death passes over your house when God places the plague on Egypt, killing all the firstborn. God tells them to do this so he knows where they are and he will pass over them when he strikes the land. Verse 14, this day shall be a memorial to you and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations and an ordinance everlasting. And in the evening, you are to prepare it and eat it with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. This all sounds familiar. Wasn't this a uh, Charlton Heston movie? Or maybe you're saying that's all good. But what does that have to do with Easter? And I'm not Jewish anyway. As was stated in the command God gave, he said a memorial and an ordinance to him. He didn't say you had to be a Jew to do this. You have heard of something similar in the New Testament called the Last Supper. We talk about this a lot, but you would be surprised how many people do not know what it is, or communion for that matter, but that's a podcast and a subject for later. So let's go to the New Testament. Let's look at Mark chapter 14, verses 12 through 26. 
as soon as we start right right out of the gate they just killed the passover lamb and his disciples asked jesus where do you want us to prepare so you can eat the passover so looking back at our tour to egypt we know that it's the 14th of nisan how do we know because mark just told you what happened they just killed the passover lamb which is what they did so they could eat it that night what happens tonight verse 15 the man they are to find shows them a large upper room upper room hmm. sound familiar like the night jesus was betrayed yep right there verse 18 he says one of you will betray me verse 22 sounds like communion he took the bread and broke it and said this is my body broken for you then he took the cup and said this is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for many verse 25 he tells them assuredly i say to you i will not drink of the cup until i drink it anew in my father's kingdom so as mark clearly shows us they were eating the passover lamb so we know that the night that that night was the 15th of nisan jesus was betrayed the following morning the 15th of nisan jesus was crucified or sacrificed as a lamb without spot or blemish for our sins laid in a tomb for three days and on the third day or 18th of nisan arose to his kingdom and glory what a story we just read what a lesson 2000 years and jesus the son of god keeping his father's ordinance on the same day of the month as the first time it was created this must be pretty important it's got to be a pretty important date so here we are present day and we do everything but this we even go so far as to desecrate the lord's house with easter eggs and bunnies but it's for the kids and it's tradition well so was and is the passover remember god commanded we keep it yeah but the easter egg hunt brings so much joy to the kids why do we do this and why is easter different every year if we are celebrating christ's resurrection which you just learned is the same day of the month every year for a brief lesson on the changing date we need to look at the god tamaz a mesopotamian religion a god of fertility embodying the powers of new life in nature and a love affair with the goddess of sexual love known as ishtar which kind of sounds like easter <laughs> Here is a story of a fertility god, a sexual goddess, the rituals performed to become fertile, which the rituals revolve around the phase of the moon and worshiping the sun, which is different every month. Hmm, fertility, rabbits. Rabbits are pretty fertile, aren't they? We also can look to Ezekiel for this. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter 8, verse 1. Yep, here's God again. Wow. 
Could you imagine that sitting in your house and there's God's hand coming down on you? This must be important as to what he has to say to Ezekiel and the elders. But he's mad. I mean, he came down here, probably not for coffee. Verse 5 through 6, yeah, yeah, he's mad. <laughs> I mean, there in the temple gates, an image of this false god, Tamaz, in God's temple. Wow, it's pretty bad, but it gets worse. As the elders are groaning why God has left this place, look at verse 12 through 10. They have forbidden animals, idols, offering sacrifices to this false god in our God's house. But it gets worse. Verse 14 through 17. The women are outside at the north gate, sitting, weeping for this false god. Now we are in the inner court at the altar. And the men are there with turned backs to the altar of our God, worshiping this false god, Tamaz, in God's house. Verse 17 through 19. God tells Ezekiel, they have brought violence on the land. They have provoked me to anger. I will act in fury. I will not spare. I will have not pity. I will not hear them. Told you he was mad. Our God is a jealous God and will not have any others before him. What happens next? God kills them. Kills them all. Chapter 9. God calls on the men of the city to take charge, go through the city, kill all who worship this false god. This is some intense stuff. As you can see, the elders and the women of the city were worshiping a false god who, according to the story, was a god of fertility who appeared in the spring as a sign of new life for all of nature, a false creator, if you will. So by celebrating Easter Sunday, are we weeping and mourning the death and resurrection of Tamaz? Probably not. That's not the point. God commanded us to remember the Passover. He told us the specific month, the specific day of the month, the time in the day, how to do it down to the last hour of the day. If that wasn't enough, he sacrificed his only son, on the same day as the Passover that brought them out of Egypt. So can we be spared from God's judgment and his wrath? May Passover on us on judgment day? The night of the Passover or the last supper, one and the same, when Jesus took the bread and broke it and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he took the cup. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is said for you and me and for all. When we change things to fit our plan, our desires, our traditions, we really offend God. How can we expect an answer to our prayers if we can't even keep a simple command? A Jewish calendar shows you exactly when the 10th and 14th, and well, all the days in Nissan are. It's not hard. They're like 10 bucks. Moreover, how can we convince a non-believer to follow Jesus when we as believers can't or won't tell the story right? Anyway, that's a touchy subject for me. <laughs> I hope that you found this useful. 
and that this year may be a turning point in your life. The saying, can't find God, guess who moved, has never been truer than it is today. God said, draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. To the pastors who are reading this, hearing this, I hope you have the courage to make the change. Sure, some kids might not get to find some plastic eggs, and some of the elders may squawk about tradition, but their hurt feelings are nothing compared to a jealous God. I ask that the reader or hearer of this takes time to really search Ezekiel chapters 8 through 9, Exodus chapter 12, Mark chapter 14, Luke chapter 22, the reference for Tomas was the New World Encyclopedia, but it also can be found in Leviticus chapter 23. And if you have a study Bible, it breaks down the Hebrew religious calendar. And in Daniel, it also talks about the Mesopotamian gods and their practices. Our final thoughts. We walk around, complain, moan, do nothing to change our world. We have all but abandoned the principles of God and his teachings. My prayer is that all come to repentance and give God the glory he is worthy of. That we will stand fast in faith, in truth, and righteousness. That we will ignite a spark that takes this world aflame. And not give in to the, well, what can I do? I'm only one man mantra. Remember, 12 ordinary men turned this world upside down. May the reader or hearer be blessed, and may a conviction to get back to God just envelop you, and that God fills you with his Holy Spirit. Amen. If you need prayer, would like further in-depth study on this topic or other Bible issues, we can be reached at email exempt five five is spelled out at yahoo.com thank you for listening may god bless